0: Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm Kyle Bossman, the dark prince of nerd culture. Joining (laughs) us this week, we have Michael Damiani. How's it going? Ben Moore. Hey. (laughs) Brandon Jones. Yeah. And making this all happen, Ian Hink. I feel like I want you to unpack that. The dark prince of nerd culture. (laughs) Jones, if you would, please start corrections music.
1: You're going with this this week.
0: Yeah, we'll try. I mean, we'll try it. Okay. Uh, so there was a Family Matters episode with a Love Hotel, uh, but also Fresh Prince, and also The Simpsons. And you couldn't find it. Why couldn't we find it if it existed? Well, it's. I don't think it was the episode I was thinking of because in the Family Matters one, it's a very particular, like romantic hotel room. Whereas in the Fresh Prince one, it was like very thematic. Like each room had a theme to it, which is like Luigi's Mansion Three, which is how we got there. Got it. Uh, I think Simpsons also had the theme to the Love Hotel. Simpsons also did that, yeah. Yeah, and so I think like when you grow up and you watch these shows, you just assume like, oh, these are regular things. Yeah. This must be a thing. Season six, you're gonna get to Love Hotel at some point. Yes. <laughs> your show, your show sucks if it doesn't have a Love Hotel episode. Uh, Grunty's Revenge and Banjo Pilot are Game Boy Advance games.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Are they good? They're okay. All right. Okay.
2: Let me guess, you just said there were only three Banjo games or something. Yes, yeah. I said there were
3: two. <laughs>
1: or
2: two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: is Grunty's Revenge like isometric? Yes. I bet it's. Uh, and the pilot one man...
2: side-schooling? Yeah. Whoa, really? Whoa. Banjo pilot? Yeah. Okay, so sure follow-up, cur-
0: like, l- l- let me know in the comments. It probably won't be a correction next week, but I'm actually curious if those games are worth playing. Um, lots of PlayStation corrections. Here we go. If you buy PlayStation now, you don't need PlayStation Plus to play online. Um, there is a weird stipulation with GTA 5 where you need to download it to play online you can't use the streaming version of GTA 5 online but all other games you can do multiplayer online with Um, key titles like God of War will only be available on PlayStation now for three months so there's like special titles that will not be available forever and uh, PlayStation Plus games are unplayable when you stop subscribing so they'll be on your hard drive you click on it it's like nah dude you don't pay anymore sorry uh, Just Dance 2020 is coming out on the Wii. And corrections music, please. Still going. When's the last year? Ian, I'm going to make you say this out
3: loud. <laughs> uh, Banjo-Kazooie Grunty's Revenge, 72 on Metacritic.
0: And we know what that means, so don't even, don't yeah. even bother writing a comment about how it's still kind of good. <laughs> yeah. 72 on Metacritic means your game is bad and I won't spend a time looking at it. <laughs> To me, Ian, that's higher than I expected, 72. It was way higher than I expected. I, I now want to try it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let me let me look into that. That's pretty interesting, Game Boy Advance 1. Oh, we have a couple of updates, too. Um, oh, just the one. So we talked about uh, last week, uh, briefly breezed over the Game Daily article about how... Uh, uh, it was tying Sean Layden's uh, firing to some the the inner workings of Sony and maybe some upheavals of power and things like that. Didn't want to get too into it. Uh, one particular part's been refuted from Jason Schreier where uh, they talked to one publisher, a uh, third-party publisher, who said they were behind in communicating things to them. Uh, Schreier tweeted uh, – Oh, in regards to something we'll talk about later, lots of good next-gen details in here. I'm on paternity leave, but did ask a couple of people about some rumors last week that Sony was communicating poorly about the PS5 and heard the exact opposite. One third-party dev said the hardware was excellent was excellent, and tools were on time. Uh, again, I don't want to make a discussion out of that because it's just another person tweeting another thing, but didn't want to at least put that into updates. Cool. Panel. This is the very week that the PlayStation 5 was truly announced. And yet, it's not the leading story of this podcast. We're leading with an eSports story. Now, why would I do that, you may ask? Great question. This is a weird eSports story. This is one where I think it's, like, bigger than eSports. This is one where it's, like, it's juicier. It's, like, it gets people riled up in all the right ways. Um... (laughs) And so, like, I think we got to lead with this. What, what happened this week? So, Blizzard is, you know, it's a video game publisher. It's a big company. Activision Blizzard, if you must. Uh, uh, there was a tournament on Monday, the Asia Pacific Grandmaster Tournament. This is for Hearthstone. Um, the competitor named Blitzchung, or who goes by Blitzchung, uh, was doing a post-game interview in which he was wearing uh, goggles and a mask, uh, which is iconography of Hong Kong protesters. It's what they like. It's, it's you know, like when you're wearing that, that's what that means. You're, you're uh, uh, supporting that. But not only that, uh, he said, liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our time. Um, and then the two hosts during that time were like they had their heads down. Uh, they were like hiding their faces. Uh, two days later, that competitor, uh, Blitz Chung, and... Uh, well, he was banned from Hearthstone for a full year. His $3,000 of winnings from that tournament were revoked. He's not getting that money from Blizzard. And also those two casters, the two people interviewing him, were fired. And so that happened earlier this week, right? I thought by the time we record this podcast, Blizzard would have apologized. I legitimately thought we'd this wouldn't be as big of a deal today when I heard this happening earlier this week. Blizzard has not apologized. They've stuck by this. And to me, that's kind of the headline. Like, this is just happening.
4: This is a huge deal. Okay, Ben, why is this a huge deal? It's it's a huge deal for a lot of reasons, and it's a story that I've been following very closely. Mm-hmm. And it's a story that has made me personally pretty upset um, because... The way that Blizzard handled it, the severity of the action, the fact that they aren't responding, and what Blizzard has said and, and supposedly been about in the past are all coming into pretty intense conflict. Yeah.
0: Uh, let me—before we dig even further, uh, we have to read—excuse re- br- me, Blizzard's response. So they made a post. Um, and so here's their defense— Here is part of, this is their rationale. Here we go. Engaging in any act that, in Blizzard's sole discretion, brings you into public or disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard. (laughs) <laughs> blizzard image okay that's just what it's referred to is otherwise damages blizzard image will result in removal from grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize total to zero us dollars in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook and blizzard's website terms so one of three things happened uh blitzchung either uh brought himself into public disrepute. Uh, offended a portion of or group of the public, or otherwise damaged Blizzard's image. Um, I don't know if he did any of those things. He definitely did not
1: damage Blizzard's image, right? <laughs> compared compared to how they much how much they damaged it themselves. Yes, that's a pretty funny accusation, right? Um, I don't know if it's fair to call any of it funny, but um, that's uh, like ironic, I guess. That's that's bizarre. Very short too. I mean, they were just like that was almost kind of like a copy paste you know like from from a contract or something like that's just very um, not something a human being writes and sends that out
0: oh sure i, I mean, think i think this is what the all competitors right. have signed and yeah, yeah.
4: it's it's a catch all thing right like yeah. the language in there is so vague that of course they can throw this up there as as a defense when really it's just like no we we want that money from china thanks yeah that's what it is
0: and uh I guess it's yeah. So it's worth bringing up, and I don't think this is what this is. Five uh, percent of Activision Blizzard is owned by Tencent, the mm-hmm. huge corporation of China. I kind of think it is more. It's less appealing, uh, appeasing that five percent, and more appeasing China, more appeasing this Chinese business that they're so invested in. Right. They just want to continue making money in China, and you cannot do that if they see you supporting Hong Kong protesters.
4: There was even a post from on a on a Chinese social media site from Blizzard China that I'd have to pull up the exact quote, but said something along the lines of like, "Hey, we're really sorry about this. We'll, you know, fight for the pride of the country." And so it definitely all all signs point to we really don't want to step on China's toes, uh, which. It's just, it's just crazy to me that this this kind of, like, you you think about what Blitzchung said and what he's doing and what he believes in and the severity of the response and the absolute silence that has followed. Like, it's, it's chilling, I think. Yeah. He wasn't,
0: he's not inciting violence, right? It's just like, he's not being like cruel to a group. Uh, He is simply supporting a cause. Um... Man, and it is just, so Ben, I could almost see, I could see Activision Blizzard of China making that tweet, right? Because it's It's hard to be an international corporation. And so like I can see them doing that, just thinking that's the right thing. And then Activision Blizzard corporate saying, oh, okay, actually we gotta clean this up a little bit. Obviously we'll pay him. Obviously, you know what I mean? We shouldn't ban him for a year for saying these things. Uh, they've not, they've just backed that up. At to this point, at the point of this recording, Uh, they're just dealing with all this flack, all these people who say, wait, you can't take this person's money away for simply supporting this one cause in a post-game interview. Right. I uh, found the translation,
3: if you want. Oh, please, Ian. Uh, So this is from IGN reporting on uh, Blizzard's official uh, Weibo account, W-E-I-B-O. Yeah, that's like their Twitter. Yeah. Uh, This is an independent translation that IGN secured, so I'm going to read it. It's about a paragraph. We express our strong indignation or resentment and condemnation of these events that occurred in the Hearthstone Asia-Pacific competition last weekend and absolutely oppose the dissemination of personal political ideas during any events or games. Uh, the players involved will be banned, and the com- commentators involved will be immediately terminated from any official business. Also, we will protect or safeguard our national dignity or honor. <laughs> Whoa.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I- it's not just Blizzard, though. I mean, in, in light of this, you also have the, the, the NBA controversy, which is very similar to what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have other companies coming out and apologizing to China. Like, it just shows the power that they have. And there's there's this conversation going on where they're like, hey, Blizzard just doesn't want to have their esports be a political platform for people. That's not what it's about. It's about competition. But that's not what's going on here. I think that's, that's, a, that's a convenient thing to bring up where you have to look at the context of what is being said. And somebody is just trying the best that they can, what they believe is right, to bring up a very serious issue in the face of an authoritarian government mm-hmm. that's not somebody... Just stoking political fires. That is somebody trying to stand up for what they believe in, and that's really frustrating. And, and plenty of people have pointed this out, and they're absolutely right. Th- that's, those, are the Blizz- those are the kinds of stories that Blizzard tells. There's a, there's a, like, that's, that's exactly the reason why so many people love Blizzard. I mean, you go, you go back as recent as Overwatch, and it's just the world need more, needs more heroes. Mm-hmm. And then you go to you go to BlizzCon, and you have you know former. CEO Mike Moorheim saying, like, hey, this this is this is a place for everybody. Come to BlizzCon, you're all welcome here. And then you take somebody who's standing up for what they believe in, and you effectively silence them and you send a message very directly, don't speak out against this government that is is absolutely terrifying in so many different ways. Like, how do you how do you sit with that? How do you just become okay with that? Yeah.
0: So Ben. Do you expect Blizzard to make a statement before BlizzCon, or do you think they expect them to just kind of coast and hope this fades before everybody starts dancing and celebrating their new
4: announcements? I, I don't know. I really don't know what to think, because what, what do they say? Like, at this point, what do they say? They even could have said that, 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 that excuse
0: that you brought up, you know, just like, hey, we didn't, wanna, we didn't want this to be a platform for any political speech. We would have done this right. if anybody said anything. Like, you know, we wouldn't believe them, but they right. at least could have made a statement.
1: Right. It's yeah, so, you, like, it's it's frustrating because it, it seemed like some, you know, like, Blizzard Unified needs to comment about this. All decisions come from same Blizzard mouth. And, mm-hmm. like, you could have had the lawyers come out and be like, look, it's it's right there in black and white. Like, you you signed this, you signed up for this, you couldn't have done that. And then, you know, good cop comes in the room. And it's just some representative from Blizzard or, or you know, like, some video that they could put out or just some long statement of, like, this even even if they did you know uh wrapped up the statement poorly even just opening with this is complicated like this is a difficult situation like we we recognize doing business here creates this difficult thing this could potentially in the future you know, cause us to maybe change our policies or something like this hasn't come up yet. And so this is something we are talking about you know, internally. And then if we come around a BlizzCon and like they haven't said anything or done anything, we're like, well damn. Like then we can resent them. But they were like, no, it's it's hate or nothing. Like you, you we are literally just gonna be the enemy. And that's really what's what's mind blowing to me, Ben, is not that like, how can you know, how do these how do the execs sleep at night? How can they do this? Uh I know how they can do that, like I know that they can just be very upfront about, like, hey, it's you know, it's not personal, it's business, Sonny. You know, like I could totally see them, you know, being like, this is just the way that we operate. But if they operate that way and then are surprised, you know, that they're getting this kind of reaction, or would be surprised, um, you know, if we they got a negative reaction at BlizzCon, then that is ridiculous. I think that's that's kind of where my headspace is at right now.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's it's popped up a couple of times on this very podcast. You know. Th- Basically, the way most businesses deal with it is you just have a Chinese version of your business. If you wanna make money in China, you just play by China's rules and you have your own little Chinese version of your business. This is happening because this was an international tournament. You know, this is happening because Blizzard wanted everyone involved with Hearthstone worldwide, right? Like when we talked about like Rainbow Six Siege, and it's just like, hey, we're going to take out the casinos for everybody. We're going to take out the slot machines for everybody. It's like, what? Don't take those out. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. Only China has the slot machines gone. And we're all okay with it. It's like, fine. Sorry, China. You live there. You have to deal with that censorship. Um, so in this case, it is, It is. I guess, the international part of it is what makes this a big deal. An international problem. Um, how much do we hold Blizzard accountable? How much? Jones, I, I get... The business people saying, "Hey, it's just
4: business," and then so what do we do? Yeah, but maybe this is naive. Sure, but like I can't just sit there and be like it's business to everything that is that that that's up. Like you have to draw your own line, right? Yeah, where do we draw our line? Where do we do this, dude? I,
0: Tommy has got something. I mean, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> think,
4: Bring it on. I think
2: there needs to be a very strong response against Blizzard. I mean, it's not just their like no answer reply. Basically, let's like refer to our handbook. This is like our policy. The fact that they are cracking down on not letting people delete their Blizznet accounts or whatever because they're making... no
4: make- that was misreported. Oh, it was misreported. So okay. the 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 Blizz people thought that Blizzard wasn't letting people delete <laughs> yeah. their their Battlenet accounts. That wasn't the case. Apparently, I believe, it had something to do with high, the high volume. There's a high volume too of people. There it. too many people, trying, too to many people <laughs> trying to do it. Okay. And so there was right. some sort of bottleneck. It wasn't sure. them actively going and saying, hey, you can't do that. Yeah, And so people that were... Trying and failing before were eventually able to do it. So yeah. it wasn't them shutting that
2: down. Was the uh, recent thing that happened with the Ameri- uh, American University? There was a collegiate event with Hearthstone, right. and they tried, they protested on it, some students from it. Expecting to be reprimanded and then Blizzard decided and ne- said oh, that wasn't really political or anything or something like that You're not getting penalized and the American University decided to forfeit anyway saying like look So you're not gonna punish our casters and our players for protesting, but you punish this other player from- Oh, so this happened recently. Yeah, okay, recently gotcha, after gotcha. all this went down. So like no your, your policy We just proved your policies are inconsistent. So you're full of shit. Yeah. So yeah, um, we're not going to participate in this more. Uh, What's-his-face, A uh, important person involved with Wild WoW Classic, said, I'm not supporting Blizzard anymore. This is also bullshit. And honestly, if Blizzard thinks they can say nothing, like people should just boycott BlizzCon. Like, shouldn't be any coverage of it. Like, if they want to do their big Diablo 4 announcement, who cares? Like, no one... Just, like, ignore it. This podcast included? Yeah, just ignore it. Just be like, hey, come out and say something. Be a little bit more... Like, stick to your convictions. The fact that your own employees had to go out and, like, cover up the line on your orc statue at the Irvine Blizzard compound saying, like, you know, we support, like, everyone's, like, voice and, like, freedom of speech or whatever. It's like, nope. We you, You don't really do that. You don't really stand for that. It's just, like, empty words. You're just... You don't really stand for your conviction. You just say stuff that sounds nice because it's nice-sounding PR. But when push comes to shove, like, like, I'm not like I'm not ignorant. I get it, it's a business. Like, people's jobs and livelihoods are involved. But at the same time, you have to live with yourself and your own, like, ethics. As you were saying, Ben, like, you have to draw a line somewhere. Like, where do you stand? And do you feel – can you go to sleep at night knowing that, like, you're doing business with uh, – A government that has done like listen, there are a lot of bad governments. Uh, Like, our government isn't great either, you know. But at the same time, you know, the you know the stuff being reported about the atrocities going on over there is like, do you and like them trying to silence any kind of dissent is like, do you really want to stand for that? You know, that, that, that's not a good message to send, I think. And honestly, yeah, we talked about, like, the NBA. Like, the commissioner tried to do uh, a statement backing up after the Houston Rockets G, uh, GM basically said, like, hey, I stay with Hong Kong and stuff. And China's like, you're banned. You're banned. Like, you're done, NBA. You can't do any business here anymore until you, like, it's not just not just apologize. They basically like, want the guy fired. And commissioner was like, you know what? We understand, like, your word position and stuff, but we also believe in our freedom of speech. We also believe that people should be able to express themselves. We don't censor people here. And that's where he left it. You know, it could have been a little bit more strong-worded. And then, like, like Genesis is having a really bad time right now. I mean, even, like, South Park going after them and then them getting banned as well. I mean, they knew they were going to get banned, but, like, they could have been, like, the best timing for that possible. It's just, like, what, what I mean, what is it going to take? Like,
0: So, yeah, that's yeah. where I sympathize with Hong Kong is, yeah. like, this idea of a government where they can just make South Park disappear off of the internet one night is terrifying. Yeah, yeah like that's what Hong Kong's scared of. They're like, "Oh, we don't want them involved with us. We don't want right. to get arrested and have to go to China," right? And like that effectively exactly. makes
2: China their yeah, own government. Yeah, they don't want to go to that, the mainland, yeah.
4: But that that comparison is is a huge part of the problem is you think about the Houston Rockets case and mm-hmm. and the tweet that he sent. Like, and then you think about Blitzchung and it's not like these people are inciting violence <laughs> yeah. or, or saying something completely ridiculous. It is, it is re- like, relatively mild protesting, and it is, it is a complete quashing. I mean, it is an authoritarian foot stomping down, and you have these American companies facilitating it and making sure that it is appeasing the people that want them to be silenced.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the huge line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like... If McDonald's wants to sell chicken nuggets in China, I think we all get it, right? It's, but it's just like, Ben, it's that participation is when it's just like, come on, man. That's that's where it's just like, you have to, you can't have both. And so Blizzard can absolutely ban anyone who t- speaks ill of China, but it's like, that's your that's your business now, and you have to deal with the people who would leave. That's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, you, you can make that choice, absolutely, but then you lose the people from this country and many others most likely who don't like that kind of behavior
4: then kyle then that i feel like begs the question and and is is kind of like where we need to get into a long-term discussion uh i think both just as general consumers and then as people who cover video games uh is all right this is obviously a problem right now, and people are responding to it, and consumers are showing th- that they don't like this. How much of an impact is that really having? How, 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 like, is this just like them being like, you know, people are going to be upset, a few people are going to cancel their BattleNet accounts, whatever but we'll keep China happy and yeah. this will all blow over and it won't be a big deal. Like, is that the conversation that's happening right now I'm behind closed doors? almost sure it is. Like,
0: think of, like, the Diablo 3 launch and how mad people were. They probably just think they can do that again, man. And, like,
1: that's why they're strange bedfellows is because it's like, you know, you have, uh, you know, the government in China that's just like, we're going to get away with this. This is fine. Like, we can yeah. just, no, the, poof, that goes away in 2019. And, like, for the how crazy that kind of thinking is, you know, for us coming from, you know, living in the States of, like, you you can't you just can't do that forever like that's not you know like silencing this stuff just pushing it to the side like we not only is this society uh, at a point right now where that's probably not going to fly but as the years go on and on and on like technology gets better social interaction get better like the, the 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 people that you're trying to suppress are getting more and more tools as time goes on to work against this so you're really just delaying the inevitable And it's interesting to kind of see Blizzard in the same position of like, oh, China's great. You know, they go and just like have this massive audience. And like, I, I, you know, you, always hear, you know, across from entertainment or anywhere, somebody's like, man, if we could just get into China. And it's kind of like, well, here's the price of admissions and go into this gigantic country that you're now caught up in the politics of, of anywhere that you're going and, you know, not only doing business, but broadcasting your business to the entire world. Yeah. To, you know, these the hungry, you know, entertainment seekers. And then just being like, oh, wait, but we can't do this either. It's like you are, you're both delusional. You're both your days are numbered. And so I don't want to just say, you know, I'll kick back and that the solution, you know, that the situation is going to resolve itself. Are
3: you but saying it's, the it's days ma- of
1: China are numbered? No, but just the, the days of their their anonymity. You know, like the days of, of putting up these walls. Like mm-hmm. y- you can't do that forever. Because and we're not gonna... to connected of a planet. Yeah, and we're not going to forget after all of that's done that, like, oh yeah, didn't do China. China do something weird with their securities? I don't know. It's like this. You, this is something we will always remember Blizzard for. This is something that's is, the you know, surely permanently going to stain people's impressions of, of following these events, you know, looking forward to them. And what a, what a wonderful platform you have now given to anyone involved in this space, playing any game in the esports space, working in China, and just being like, I now have to kind of, you know, become involved in this. Man, Even I, more so because they tried to silence it. That's the craziest thing.
0: I know. I want them to like I'm trying to think of the fix and I think the fix is hey like we're, here's your $3,000 back in fact here's 3,000 more we're reinstating you <laughs> say whatever you want but then I think China gets mad again. Yeah. The, I think like I can't think of the fix right now. I'm
2: I mean the, the I mean yeah, the fix is do you what do you value more? Do you value continuing to do business in China or do you value coming out on like the right side and being like businesses survived before they did like all these businesses survived and thrived before they did business in china right. it's not it, yes you will lose money if you lose if you have to pull out of china but you absolutely can survive without it and the other thing is uh i don't know like when we we're some sort of along the lines you were talking about jones but like china already has anyone they've let come in there and do business they eventually just make their own version of it and then eventually like. Dismiss the that company out of here. Sure. It's like, we, yeah, you can do business here for a while, but eventually we're we'll going to have our own successor to it, and then we don't need you anymore. And that's just like this, like kind of like this gold mine that they think China is. I think it's only going to last for so long for foreign companies. And then they're eventually going to be like shown the door and be like, if you, like, even if you're playing by rules, we don't care anymore. We we have, like, complete control over this version of it. We you, have you, our own Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we have our own social media. We don't need you, Twitter, YouTube, or anything like that. Yeah. Like, we're not even going to need you, Google. You can go away, too. They don't need stuff like that. They're not going to need, like, a Blizzard. They'll be like, hey, we we'll are get our own game service stuff and, like, our own version. Get out of here. Like, we don't actually need you and stuff. And honestly, I, I feel it's more important to just, like, have a strong-worded statement saying, like, Blizzard is – I mean, I get it. Like, it had – like – I mean, people have to decide what they want to do at the end of the day. And, I, I mean, it's you're, some people might be risking their jobs by, like, speaking out and doing that. But it's like, do you really want to be at a place where you have that hanging over you all constantly that uh, you agreed to go along with this? Like, I, I agreed to go along with this policy of enforcing, you know, it, it is morally wrong, but it's better for the company. It's good for the company, but, you know, screw everyone else, you know. And yeah. there are some executives who, like, they don't give a shit. They don't care Fighting, about that. Yeah. They're fine. Fighting
1: through those moral restraints mm-hmm. is yeah. a skill that you have as an executive, <laughs> you know. And especially <laughs> if that – if they tossed out that – that's why, you know, Reggie fils are such a gift to the world. You know, that's why, like, you know, you would see some of these people, who, like, are genuinely excited, you know, when you see them at any level, you know, of their business. And, uh um, yeah, it's I. I mean, I think with the legal thing that they tossed out first, they're gonna stonewall this entire thing. They're gonna stonewall under the ground. Um, you think
0: they're not gonna try to fix this,
1: uh, Blizzard? I, no, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna stroll right into BlizzCon, like, hey. Like, <laughs> I know, man. I know. I'm, that's what
0: I'm. That is what I'm. Because most they did a legal of. thing. It's
1: anything that they say now is potentially. Again, I'm not gonna, you know, hog uh, this thing, but like I, I would imagine anything they say now is gonna be seen as backpedaling, and.
3: Well, and also, like...
1: It's not going to be enough to satiate China, and it's not going to be enough to satiate their fan base, and it's going to piss everybody off, so they're just going to, like, bury deep.
3: Also, like, I think China is such a huge market. Like, I think we're underestimating the power of Chinese money because, like, look at something like Riot or some of these other companies that have a bigger foothold over there. America is the smaller part of their profit base. You know, like... We matter less than the Chinese dollars. Uh, and that's true of like Marvel movies, a lot of stuff like that. You know, that's true of Riot. I don't know the numbers, so I'm not going to s- guess, but like I know that we're a smaller share, I think, in like League of Legends, you know? And uh, it's, I think Riot was bought. Riot was bought by Tencent, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. they're owned by a Chinese company. So that's but, all. That's all Chinese. But money. I mean, like, but I mean, like, their their base is even it's bigger there than it is here, and in South Korea, and you know, like other countries other than America, you know. Yeah. So I think it's like, I don't know, uh, American centric to 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 think that we have like in the blizzard in the blizzard thing is like, if you want to look at it brass tacks, like right now, some article I saw like five to 10% of Blizzard's money comes from China, right? That's right now. They're waiting, Activision Blizzard is waiting for Call of Duty Mobile or whatever to be approved there. Mobile does gangbusters over there. So it's like, to hurt Blizzard, we would have to do more than the projections of profit that mobile app and all future mobile apps would do uh, to, to make them reconsider, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I think that made live. a good point. That that's short term. You, that's not like that number is going to go down, but, yeah, I, but, th- but th- it
0: supports Ian's point, though. Like
3: no, like short term, th- I'm saying America matters less than China. Yep. for their in their mind.
0: Yeah, I do want to say though, I think in the case of Marvel movies, the U.S. market still is bigger, but oh, yeah, like, yeah. the Chinese one is growing. Is and that's huge. That's yeah. what is most attractive. Is just this growth and this potential. Right. That, um, that's
3: that's what I'm saying. Is like the the potential for growth is larger just because there are more people. But with
0: Damiani, I think it's fake. I do think it's fake potential. Maybe.
2: I, I, like even like Marvel movies, I think eventually Chinese China will just have their own film market that just like we don't screw you like don't we don't need Disney here. We'll make our own versions of this stuff. I mean, we we're because it, and our, and our market I, our market's bigger. We'll make so much more money here. We like why would we con- give any concessions to? I I think they're just very strong have a very strong nationalistic identity there. They did, they don't want they'll eventually just want more control and they just won't want foreign businesses doing business there because. They could have complete control over their own, like a sovereign business, versus a foreign one.
3: Huber and I were looking at the top-grossing films of all time, and I do believe two of them were Chinese-produced. One of them was animated. Wait, it looked what? kind of cool. Yeah, The Wandering Earth was one of them, and, and uh, the other one I don't remember the name. I think it started with an N. It's CG. I'll look it up. But, oh, yeah. so I'm sorry. Two of like the top ten were top ten highest-grossing films of all time. Got it, I think. Got it, got it, I think that was the list he was looking at. Gotcha. I'll double I thought he said like the top two, and I'm like, what? Top ten. Yeah, yeah, it. Got was it. like 6 and 8 or Film
2: something. but there were films made in China though, yeah. you're saying. Yeah, Chinese films are Yeah, in the top so that's ten. what they're yeah, good, yeah. as they keep yeah, growing, the they'll have more of those. They'll have like they might own the top 10, which just means they don't need anyone else. So why would they like want to do business with like well, Disney or something like that? Well, but I mean like
3: that's that. that's precisely why I think these companies are trying to get in now while they're getting as good. Oh, yes, I because, agree, I like, agree with you Yeah, then. yes, like, yes, 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 if, yes. if an American company can be a part of that upswing and isn't replaced Q-ma- like, the money they're going
4: to make is but staggering. <laughs> this, this is what's so disgusting about all of it is, like, yeah. that's, that's what they want. They want to have all of the money and none of the consequences. And they just so desperately wish that they could completely separate the two and put one of those things in a corner and just focus about market share and money and growth. When, like, if you just take a look at it and you stare at it for, like, a second, like, you can't separate those things. Like, if you go down that path, you have to accept everything else as well. And it's just, like, I don't know, it feels really hard to take Blizzard at face value. And I think the reason why this particular story has me so riled up is it's not like I was a Blizzard fan yesterday, you know what I mean? Like, this is a company that has really meant a lot to me, and not not just to me. It's, it's the sense of community that they've uh, built up over the years, and what you... Blizzard was synonymous with quality, and it, it felt like they were always pushing ahead. They were always moving forward. They had their finger on the pulse, and this just seems, like, so cold and detached and distant. It's like, I don't even recognize you. And so, like, hey, you're going to... Have me come to BlizzCon, and it's all like woo woo rah rah. As long as like I don't say anything that could hurt your bottom line, yeah. like
0: no, it's no. I I Ben, me too. Like yeah. I, I, they've been on a downturn of public opinion for the last year, I'd say, since last BlizzCon. Uh, I really still thought they would have fixed this by now, and now, like throughout this conversation, it's become more clear to me that a week from now there might still be nothing. And
1: all the devs are going to take a hit across the board because a lot of this is a lot of this anger is going to be redirected at them because these execs don't have Twitter accounts. These guys aren't, you know, like, or if they do, they're just not very public-facing the, people. The so, ones actually like Jones, making is, these hard decisions. This is
0: hitting national media, though. I think they're yeah. aware. I think this one is actually big enough to where like the execs know they're having a meeting, as Ben. Oh, said. they're
1: aware, but yeah. we're not aware of them. We're not following. Following them beat by beat, whereas the f- the first person that walks out on stage on BlizzCon like that that person did not make the decision. That person, this is not their fault, yeah. and they're just laying, they're just throwing that person out to be like the front face of the company. Uh, and uh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer quick, for, quick for anyone who didn't make this decision that works at that company.
3: Let me let me correct myself before the thing. I found the list Huber was looking at. It was for just this year okay. highest okay. grossing mm-hmm. it was eight and nine Neja and the Wandering Earth Chinese produced films just this year. Cool. I misspoke.
4: Uh, Kyle, you, you brought up, I think, a very good point about, about public opinion in Blizzard. Um, I think, for me, something that really registered is, is Blizzard has made a lot of mistakes and they've had a lot of, of flashpoints of criticism, but it always felt like an evolving conversation. I mean, World of Warcraft Classic, I think, is a pretty prime example, where initially Blizzard seemed kind of arrogant, like... What? Why why do you guys keep talking about the old version of this game? You don't want this. You don't need this. You think you want it, but you don't. Mm -hmm. And then over time, it was an evolving conversation. And then suddenly they have World of Warcraft Classic come out, and it gets this huge response. It's very (laughs) warmly received.
3: Suddenly they realized they could make
4: money by putting it out. Sure. I think that's a totally (laughs) valid perspective to take, but it seemed like there was a back and forth there. And I could even see that happening with something like Diablo Immortal, where it's like, hey... This is happening, but we also have these other projects that we we think will hit you guys in a, in a better way. Like this is more of what we want. We're listening to you, whereas this just is like, what's the conversation here? It's yeah. like it's not it's not something where, like in fact, what if there are huge announcements at BlizzCon? It almost makes it worse. It's like hey, jingling keys, please. <laughs> please don't worry about Hong Kong. You're going to have to think about what your barbarian build is going to be in Diablo 4. Like, that almost <laughs> makes the whole thing way worse. Yeah. And it, it just seems like a situation where you just have to pick a side. Yeah. You're either for this or you're against it. I don't know. That,
3: that, that's kind of, like, I was sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, what would they have to do to win me back, you know? And I'm like, I could, I could cut them loose without really batting an eye. Like, I like Diablo, you know? But it's like what what would they have to do to fix this is it possible also like i think i get. i'm pretty sardonic when it comes to corporations i assume they're all evil like this and we just hear about it from time to time and then we learn who to boycott but it's like they're probably all bad right like yeah i don't know right i don't think there's any corporation who wants to say we side
0: with hong kong because that's scary to them right blizzard has been forced into this position and it would be so fun to have to get a statement from every single video game publisher, like, "Hey, well, how do
3: you feel about this?" <laughs>
4: yeah, they all they all do business. Yeah. But, yeah. but isn't that ultimately a good thing, though? Like, <laughs> like Ian is saying, right? And what what we mentioned with other companies at the beginning is like, "Hey, this is a pretty pervasive problem." Yeah. But I feel like this is just making everybody more aware. Yeah, and it's it's turning the pressure up, and I think it's 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 a situation that now has more exposure and i think it's going to be harder to just do quietly i yeah, guess
3: which is great but the, for me like the the other like pernicious side of this is like it's making me just feel more and more that my money is dirty no matter where it goes oh that's the truth you know yeah. no but it's like yeah it's like somehow like my money is burning down rainforests you know is buying guns is doing everything and it's just like how is it possible to to stop it? Like no, to simply to exist good? as a
0: human is immoral, yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> like that but in the, in our in our modern times that seems to be true. Yeah. Like we're all bad. Mhm.
4: And and Kyle, and so we just have to do what we can, I guess. Like it, it, we talked about the 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 THQ Nordic situation which was earlier this year as well, but it it I I, I personally feel in an uncomfortable position where I do feel strongly about this. Mhm. How do we handle this going forward? I mean, how do we handle BlizzCon? How do we handle Call of Duty Modern Warfare? How do we handle Diablo 4? How do we handle Overwatch, you know, theoretical things?
0: I would love to ignore BlizzCon.
3: I think that would be so fun. <sighs> I tried, I tried, I tried... Do a non-BlizzCon string. Can BlizzCon we say that yes. with Blood, and I don't know. Can we just, just watch... call it not
4: BlizzCon. Can we just watch Winnie the Pooh instead are, and call are, it our BlizzCon?
3: Are we allowed to say what Blood said? Is he, not, is he opposed? Uh no, he's he actually I mean, I don't wanna put blood words in blood's mouth, but yeah. like I, I was talking with this about him er, er, about this with him earlier today and, and he was saying like it's gonna be really hard if they announce Diablo four <laughs> not to talk about it, but like we cannot cover BlizzCon. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? It's just like we're a media company. It's like if they announce Diablo four, are we just not gonna talk about it? I, I would love to not talk about it. But like that seems crazy too like I don't know again not speaking for Bloodworth he can speak for himself yeah go ahead Damiani
2: I was going to say I mean what are you like if Blizzard doesn't change doesn't do anything we just head into Blizzcon with things as is right now I mean what is the conversation around Diablo 4 you're going to have are you going to be like all like happy and be like whoa but Diablo 4 let's like talk about all the, the new mechanics and everything or it's like do you actually have a conversation about like how is this reveal tainted by the fact that like they're still mired in this controversy i mean i think the latter conversation still worthwhile to have yeah because like because it's still calling them out on it but i mean so if you don't want to ignore it completely sure you know you just talk about it in the right light but at the same time if you're looking for like more traditional coverage like like part of like the hype machines like no like we're not gonna like doing a reaction to it like no that's like I do not feel good doing that with the current state of things with them. It's like I will not participate in that big like, sorry. Like just do, do 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 something to win my like trust back that you will, you know, that you're not going to just trying to sweep this under the rug and hope enough time goes by and people forget about it.
0: It's funny there's the res- roots of responsibility too, right? So Blizzard is technically Activision Blizzard.
2: Yes.
3: And so then yeah. we treat Activision right. games the same way. I mean, I think we do. We <laughs> we flip the uh, this copy was provided by PlayStation. We flip that on its head, and every time we talk about Blizzard, we just have like a boilerplate statement like, "Blizzard is corporate trash." Like <laughs> <you> <laughs> that's know? something, Ian. That's a solution. I'm listening. <laughs> like every any time Blizzard comes up, we have to have a statement <laughs> like that. Okay.
4: Uh, this is this is just a, a hypothetical, and I don't. I, This is not my area of expertise, but I am curious, especially when you have a giant company like Activision Blizzard who is international, I wonder if there's any real conflict between different branches in different countries and how they view a situation and how that conflict is communicated and how you get everybody on the same page. I I wonder what that is like. If, if, If there are different countries viewing a sensitive situation in a totally different light like that's that's fascinating to me and i don't know how you if there is that kind of division how you overcome that
3: Mm -hmm. i mean that's what's amazing about living in such an interconnected world right Is like anything you say is going to be taken you know a thousand different ways by every different person and you can't please everybody you know like I thought about not ta- being on the like Joker spoiler mode, you know, just because I didn't like it. And it's like, well, uh, what am I gonna do? Hide, you know? Like, right. yeah, it's like no matter what you do, you can't you can't please everybody. But
4: the crazy thing to me about this situation is, it doesn't seem like you need to sit there and explain it for ten minutes. Like, it's really not that compl- complicated, from from the looks of it. It's just the Chinese government doesn't want you to speak out mm-hmm. and this company is going along with it. Like, it seems pretty nakedly gross. Yeah, and it totally is. It's really weird, too, because it's like,
3: just let that guy, like, if you're a, cor- if you're a corporation and someone speaks out, just let them? Like, even, a, e- like, Blizzard, this is still gross, but they could have just on Chinese social media say, like, you know, say they didn't agree with this guy or whatever, But, like, left it at that. Like, it's still his opinion, right? Like, just let people's opinions be their opinions and don't make your company reflect on them. I don't know, right? Like, I'm trying, like, damage control wise, like, in this situation, right? That would have been a better thing for them to do. It's not their style, unfortunately. I guess their style is just blowing it up. They like to silence journalists. I mean, yeah. That was the
2: statement they put out when. yeah, when the NBA commissioner, that apology they put out, and but they tried to defend it at the end saying it was free speech, China's government replied back saying, we do not believe that any criticisms against our sovereignty is free speech.
0: It's like, oh, it's but like, that's actually, that's the yeah. Very so they're like, yeah, criticizing
2: the government isn't free speech. It's like, that's what you're dealing with. It's like, yeah. that's what you're going up against. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think it's a little dangerous because, I mean, it is a big deal what's going over in Hong Kong right now, and like people putting their lives on the you know line there, and like as you said, like they make people disappear and stuff. Like they, they don't like oh this person says something negative. It's like no, we we vanish them. Like if we really want to, it doesn't matter who you are, and that's just a very scary, dangerous level of uh, authoritative control there that I, I, I think. Yeah, I just wish there was a little bit more pushback on that right now because I I think because the video game industry like more than just like Blizzard, it's just, as you said Ian, it's so interconnected, it's international. I think it's a chance for the industry to stand up together and maybe say something. But as you said, that would like involve a lot of companies making statements, and a lot of them also do business in China, and it's like. You're gonna, it's opening up Pandora's box there, but I mean, I feel like with everything going on, it might inevitably just go to that. Because it's bigger than games right now. It's like in both sports, it's in like media, it's, it's just a hot button topic right now, and unless something like cools that fire, which I doubt, it's something's gotta give. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, honestly.
3: Cash rules everything around me. Is that a lyric? Yeah, Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Did you look that? Oh. Sounds uh, like it. Podcast halftime.
1: It's not the Wu Tang Clan, sadly. <laughs> the following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of October. L. Fanus, Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out CarKeysExpress.com/store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. Our gifted sponsor is SOS Children's Villages. Children are at the heart of everything SOS Children's Villages does, regardless of where they are in the world. SOS Children's Villages is the largest non-governmental organization dedicated to the long-term care of orphaned and abandoned children across the globe. For more information and to donate, the link is in the description. Fantasy Critic. Do you like fantasy football? Do you also love video games? At Fantasy Critic, we put the two together. Or maybe you've already heard of Fantasy Critic, perhaps from the videos that Ian, Kyle, and Don have made. Either way, we've just introduced a new mode that'll let you start playing right now, even without a league to join. It's called Critics Royale, and in it, you will compete against the entire site to have the best roster of games for the last few months of the year. Go to fantasycritic.games now to sign up and check it out. Beaten Down Brian. Hoglaw business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Or at least, that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hogue discusses Gearbox's Randy Pitchford and his lawsuit settlement, Blizzard's quote-unquote difficulties with US-China relations, and more. Check it all out at youtube.com slash law or on your favorite podcast service. And our mega-sponsor, ViewSonic. Ever wonder what a gaming monitor from Tron might look like? How about the most Star Trek monitor ever? The new XG27 series from ViewSonic Elite has finally dropped and looks fantastic. Featuring innovative nano IPS technology, a one millisecond response time, and 165 hertz refresh rate, your monitor of the future has finally arrived. Visit ViewSonic.com Elite to learn more, and for giveaways and updates, follow at ViewSonicGaming on Instagram and Twitter. All of these links are available in the description, thank you to our sponsors thank you sponsors
0: and he, this is a quick headline that kind of ties into uh, fantasy critic we had a, a delay for doom eternal this week
3: Woo!
1: don't
3: you that's not that that's, you don't
0: do that for delays jones you oh for my fantasy for season, your fantasy league yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. oh that's
3: fantasy, what you guys yeah. are cheering about i was like no what? yeah, what? I mean, yeah. i'm not cheering because i'm actually i'm bummed that it got delayed but yeah Having a fantasy games critic uh, thing really takes the sting off of these delays. If if Kyle Bossman has a game nice. in his team, that was an easy ninety plus.
4: Yeah. Uh, do you think there's any chance this podcast gets banned in China? I think we'll never make it in China. Yeah, I think we'll
0: never. I think <laughs> yeah. we. No, we have Chinese listeners actually. I think we're not enough big, a big enough deal to be like worth
4: it. We. Yeah, it's not worth it's the effort. Ice. Yeah, like yeah, other podcasts right have been talking about fries. this. So they have under the ice. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not worth silencing. Yeah. You're not <laughs> worth our
3: yeah, the Frankly, oh, okay. that's exactly where I wanna be. You know?
0: Yeah, I get that. Um This would have been our, our leading headline any other week. <laughs> The PlayStation 5 was officially revealed, though I think it's, you know what, it doesn't even feel like a big headline. It feels super low-key the way the PlayStation 5 was officially named this week. Uh, Earlier this year, Wired had the article, the official reveal of the PlayStation 5, but they're like, we won't say what it's called yet, and then Wired again had an article this week, and it's it's the PlayStation 5. Uh, It's officially coming out fall, or excuse me, holiday 2020. Um, Again, we just kind of assumed. I'm going to hit the bullet points of Wired's article, though, because they have some good scoops. Uh, So, yeah, if you go to Wired, you'll find an article exclusive, a deeper look at the PlayStation 5. Uh, Pretty crazy. They had Jim Ryan and Mark Cerny in a room and just like, let's talk. Uh, Very, very little was said about the console itself, actually. Uh, Cerny wanted to say uh there is ray tracing acceleration in the gpu hardware which i believe is the statement that people were looking for nice. just to make it very clear it's not software ray tracing which everyone kind of was like is it though and it's like it it's it's hardware we got it uh don't misconstrue that this is this word for word uh 4k blu-ray player will be included with this playstation 5 as well um i want to read some quotes though that i thought are kind of exciting um This one's pretty crazy. So about the UI, um, multiplayer game servers will provide the console. Sorry, this is Cerny speaking. Um, Will provide the console with a set of joinable activities in real time. Single player games will provide information like what missions you could do and what rewards you might receive for completing them. And all those choices will be visible in the UI. As a player, you just jump right into whatever you like. So that means basically from the menu... You'll see who's online, and without even having to go to the start menu of the game, you can just click from, from the main menu and like hop into a game with your buddy, is the idea there. Or even like I'm playing Dragon Quest, it's like, oh, pick up your save from here. Oh, yeah, I'll do that from there. Boom, be boom. Kind of neat little dumb feature. Weird thing to be like bragging about in a Wired article, totally out of context from like even seeing your console, but it's like the weird morsels they give us now.
3: Meaning like you load your save directly from the HUD? Yeah. Like the... Turning on the PlayStation. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It's something like I never thought to ask for, but is right. Neat. Yeah. And, and now, now once we've once we're used to that, we're all gonna say like, "Man, remember when you had to see the start of every game every time?" Yeah.
4: So it basically
1: turns uh-huh. every game on your PlayStation Five into the last game you played on Switch. It's basically yeah. like I break up my Switch and I just go like right back into it. So to kind of do that with every game, basically. Yeah, every they, game would put the it would be in its own sleep mode. You mean stage, suspended yeah. state. You mean? Suspended, suspended state, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, even, like, I think the idea, Jones, is you have a friend playing Fortnite, and you have a friend playing Halo, and you're done playing Halo.
3: Mm.
0: Um, not sure I want to talk about Halo for PlayStation 5, but <laughs> you're looking at the main menu, right, and you see that friend playing Fortnite as you hover over Fortnite, and you're like, oh, instead of me going to the start menu of Fortnite, then going to the, the choosing... Uh, uh, free-for-all free choosing that and then choosing that and that and that you just go
3: boom be boom I'm with you buddy Gold. this is so clearly just a promise on their end though that only first parties will, yeah. will adhere to like there's no way you're getting rid of like 40 minute load times in Fortnite you know well about that we got those SSDs well um, <laughs> third parties have to program for this is what I'm saying exactly yeah and that's kind of what the discussion
0: was is that they have that tech now and they're looking at it most of the conversation was about the controller so, this uh, uh, reporter for Wired got to touch the PlayStation 5 controller. It looks a lot like the PlayStation 4 controller. Okay. Good. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Good. So far, so good. Um, USB-C it will use. It'll have a bigger battery, so it's a little heavier. Apparently still lighter than an Xbox One controller with batteries inside, but heavier than a PlayStation 4
4: controller. So, I'm somewhere within oh, that range. Happened. Better battery for the DualShock is fantastic.
0: Yes. Um All they promised in the article was bigger battery, but we just have to pray that that also means better. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, uh, The two new true features are adaptive triggers and haptive feedback. Uh, For the triggers, it's basically the idea is they can change how much pressure it takes to pull the trigger on the fly. um, So they can emulate GameCube games. Uh, (laughs) They could also just like the thing they keep bringing up is like a bow and arrow. So basically, you know, like when you are pulling a bow and arrow, it gets harder to pull it the further mm. in you get. Uh, so there will be that. Uh, but uh, what was the other example in the article? Oh, that just uh, shooting a machine gun would feel different from shooting a shotgun just based off of what the trigger feels like to pull.
3: Well, like an arcade. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, haptive feedback. I want to explain through a direct quote as well, actually, because this is this to me was actually like. This is next gen talk. It seems fluffy. And You know what? Let me just get your own judgments off of this. First, I play through a series of short demos, courtesy of the same Japan studio that designed PlayStation VR's Astrobot Rescue Mission. That's a good game. Yeah, that is a good <laughs> game. In the most impressive, I ran a character through a platform level featuring a number of different surfaces, all of which gave distinct and surprisingly immersive tactile experiences. Sand felt slow and sloggy, Mud felt slow and soggy. On ice, a high frequency response made the thumbsticks feel really feel like my character was gliding. Jumping into a pool, I got a sense of the resistance of the water on a wooden bridge, a bouncy sensation.
1: In the shoulder buttons, just the shoulder buttons. No, in the or whole the controller.
0: controller. Yeah. The whole controller. So okay. they're re- replacing the rumble with haptic, yeah.
1: haptic right. feedback.
4: And then Cerny whispered in my ear, did you feel the bouncy sensation?
0: I, the bouncy sensation of the
3: bridge. I mean. Wait, no rumble?
4: No. No rumble.
0: A- wow. It's all haptic now. Interesting. Rumble is old school. That's old tech. That's last gen.
3: Man, if the if the like responsiveness of the thumbsticks is going to be changing a lot, that's going to be weird.
4: I'm of two minds about this. Sure. Turn it off. Because, because on, on one hand, I really do think that sounds genuinely cool. Yeah. I yeah. just also feel like there is a very lengthy track record of these new features being shown off and prioritized, look what we can do, please buy our system, and then support for those features almost falls off a cliff. Yeah. And that's that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's hard to know how transformative this will be and for how long. Yeah.
0: Uh, an example yeah, they give strange. after this is with uh, GT Sport. Um, they try haptic feedback, and it feels more like you're on the track here, and like you're you're like off the track, and you're like hitting something. Um, they said that GT Sport doesn't have rumble because people got sick of it for so long, but mm. this haptic feedback is a solution. They would put this in the next Gran Turismo game um, as an alternative to rumble, Ben. So like maybe this would be implemented.
4: Right. Maybe th- maybe this is more applicable on, on a wide scale, I guess, than, yeah. than other I don't know if gimmicks is the right word. But c-
0: it is. Sure. It is the right word, yeah. And it sounds like a gimmick and it like when I got to this part of the article, it almost felt like I'm reading an advertisement as much as I'm reading, you know, journalism. Because yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's way, already yeah. weird that it's just wired getting these scoops. It's never explained. <laughs> it's like just why do you get to announce it's the PlayStation 5 and then Sony gets to announce it later on that day. Um uh but yeah it's just like that to me i can't imagine this being that good but it's so fun to read about
2: yeah i mean maybe it just something that will feel less invasive because like rumble feels like even with like hd rumble it just feels like it's so binary i guess i mean there's some subtlety to it and some variation but Mm -hmm. like you still at the end of the day richard that's that's rumbling like that's clearly my controller's shaking like it's nothing that special anymore whereas this maybe it's If it works as advertised, it could potentially feel like your brain and like we were playing. It doesn't like draw as much attention to it, but it also adds an extra layer. Like it, I could see it working that way, but at the same time, like everything you said, Ben, like that fear, like that's yeah, that's how it almost always goes down. But at the same time, I also think that like this is the the initial periods where like they get a lot of money for like the development and research like, hey, try out stuff. Like mm-hmm. this, like might be your only chance to like try and do something like this. Mm-hmm. Even if it's gonna get shut down, and players like speak, hey, this isn't that good. You know, don't use it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I still like to see them try new and unique things like this. But the, but there's always that voice in the back of my head says like. That seems like a waste of money. Like they could have like done something else with that. Cause that obviously so obviously is not gonna be the thing that like drives sales of that system or what people are speaking about like a month after launch. Man, that haptic feedback. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there'll be launch articles saying, like, oh, you gotta try it out. It feels legit. And like three months later, everyone's like, Yeah. Remember haptic feedback where we were talking about it and no it's one so mentions weird. it?
0: But Damiani, so the the post that Jim Ryan made on the PlayStation blog is it's called the PlayStation 5. It's coming yeah, holiday 2020. I have two things I want to tell you about. Those triggers and that haptic feedback. And it's
4: like, what? that's all you want to say about the PlayStation? Like, they're really hitting these points, man. That's something that's <laughs> a little bit weird to me, though, because those points feel like they come from a very old playbook to me, where it's like, hey, we're going to talk to you about the new features in our controller. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the conversation that Microsoft is generating like just theoretically it wouldn't surprise me if microsoft says hey we've got all these games that's going to be that are going to be available at launch on scarlet and you're going to get them all on game pass if you're deciding between those two systems which one is going to be more appealing to you like oh man the adaptive triggers and and obviously this this how these two compare is going to change a lot over time. I'm just saying theoretically right now, with the kind of things that Microsoft has been building up over the years and what Sony is building up right now, doesn't Microsoft seem more enticing, more pushing things forward from a service perspective than what Sony is talking about? Yeah. And I, I don't know. It just seems like they could be swinging a little bigger. Sure. Um...
0: One last quote I want to do, uh, and this is just kind of interesting. It's about this, the solid state drive. Um, this one got a lot of attention for the first part, but I think the second part is kind of interesting too. Um, so, this, again, directly quoting uh, Wired's article. We're working on a big one right now, says Marco Thrush, president of Bluepoint Games, which most recently worked on last year's PlayStation 4 remake of Shadow of the Colossus. I'll let you figure out the rest. I'm like, okay. Uh, he goes on and he continues. That doesn't mean we're, they're not exploring. The, super, the SSD... Has me really excited, Thrush says. You don't need to do gameplay hacks anymore to artificially slow players down, lock them behind doors, anything like that. Back in the cartridge days, games just used to load instantly. We're kind of going back to what consoles used to be. That's kind of interesting. I think that there's a lot of those in games that I'm like just kind of used to. Uh, like the Tomb Raider trick of like just getting through like a little, like a cave, like as you crawl through a tiny space or just crawling under a thing or going up a ledge, these things that do slow you down to get you into a new area. And, you know, when we talked about no load times, I think that's just an easy thing to grasp. But this idea of uh, fewer tricks, fewer game developer hacks is really hard to grasp, I think, until we see anything like that proven in games.
3: Man, you saying that just made me realize like, Monster Hunter does that all the time. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they all do it. They all, well, they yeah, all do it. Well, even open world
1: games, like, you're inevitably yeah. going to catch up to a texture of just like, ooh. <laughs> like, I was playing, you know, Breakpoint this morning and, like, was just on a boat and went around a cliff. And the, the backside of that cliff was like, wait, oh, sorry. I, we thought we were going you were going the other way. Yeah. There it is. There's the cliff. Um, kind of what they were talking about with the Spider-Man demo. Um, which, uh, yeah, it's weird that we're getting all these different like oh, every, that, every time they show you're right,
0: up, right? That Spidey can travel faster because yeah. the speed is locked because that's as fast as it can load the city. I totally forgot well, about that. Yeah, yeah, less about
1: Spidey, just that city. You know, that, like that—that that was uh, uh, a very taxing thing on the PlayStation Four, and I'm sure they had to do all sorts of—you know—there w- w- were all sorts of articles about it, like how they did the interiors and um, how they made that uh, uh, just that city really look alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, re- reflect really well.
4: It—it it started to be a little bit skeptical though because. At the onset of the PlayStation Four, they, one of the big things that they were highlighting is they were like, "Hey, we're gonna make downloading games better. We, you're gonna be able to, to play games when they're only partially downloaded." It's like, not really. The like, kind of like only they're doing in the, in that again, by the way. Right. That was also in the, yeah. right. And then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna <laughs> prioritize to single player, and multiplayer." And it's like, yeah. k- kind of like so. All of these things that, and I, I this, this is just how these cycles go of course there's going to be a lot of optimism at the beginning but I I am just curious how things will play out over the next five years and how true to these promises they'll be able to hold yeah and like it's an age-old line but I, I think it is completely true all that stuff a lot of it is just bonuses it's it's about the software that you show at launch how compelling is that yeah that 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 to me is going to be a huge evaluation of the the system go ahead Damiani
2: I was gonna say, like, I mean, the SS- SSD thing will be for consoles will be a pretty big deal because it's been they just haven't had them, and then when you put them into the systems, they've always been bottlenecked by the architecture already. Right, like they'll increase a load time of a game by a few seconds, but not as drastic as anything that you they could start. You know, not having to use, as I said, these developer tricks. Or you are talking about that feature they touted earlier about I go over Fortnite, I see a person in that game, I just want you're going to jump to that immediately instead of going loading into the game, going to the title screen. That's obviously going to need you know that technology to to get to that faster essentially, so you don't have to go through that process. But uh, I'm very curious about like uh, especially because the Xbox One X had a very had a fantastic GPU in it, and but it had a terrible CPU. And I, and I don't know how much they. I don't know if they mentioned it. it. Sounds like they didn't anything but like the CPU in the PS5. And I think along the SS, SSD, along with a very good CPU, is going to make a huge difference in a lot of these games. Like a lot of the stuff that they're talking about, like like everything that's happening faster,
3: mm-hmm.
2: will could be possible because of that. And I'm more intrigued in that, and I don't think. I forget if Sony's really talked about it or not. like I keep blanking. because they There's keep CD- they I keep touting they all these other features and like the stuff I really care about and want to hear about. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Like when you say like, oh, they made a big deal about the controller and stuff, because that's all they're talking about right now. And it's that like what, they're, they're trying to make it sound yes. interesting. And it's like it could okay, yeah, it could be maybe, but it's because they're not talking about the other stuff that I care about. And also, like as you're saying, Ben, like the games. Like, where's the software reveal? Like the real blowout that you keep saying, like this feels like this is like the second or third quote unquote reveal of the PlayStation 5. It's like no, wh- where's the like the where's like the event? Where's the thing where they're gonna show the hardware? They're gonna show the software. It's. I saw that information, but it's yeah. I I, I need more than that. Ian, honestly, can you read yeah.
3: that aloud. I just Googled it, yeah. and it just uh, one site said eight core slash sixteen thread CPU full reveal later this year. I mean that's later that's this p- year. That's what this. I mean, ne- that's or later that, next year. Sorry, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think it's the next year. Yeah, thing. next year. yeah.
2: Yeah, that, that's pretty good, but I mean. I'd like, to, I'd like to see it in action. Like, they can talk about all the technical specs they want for both this and for Scarlet. But until I see stuff running on it and see, like, what the lineup is, that's, that is the ultimate thing that matters the most to someone like me.
0: Sure. Yeah. Was it a bad idea to have this article out? I, I don't like it's
2: so I don't just don't know what Sony's doing honestly this is that so weird no, like, this is so strange is my my question. this is like yeah. the weirdest way to have, reveal a console I've ever seen I, like it they got they it. got
1: the metal like they've they pulled out <laughs> this is the most bizarre console you know ramp up I've ever seen ever this is insane
0: I think Sega Saturn still gets it oh Shadow <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh wow. yeah, this is weird. But <laughs> that was envisioned... a de- that was a decision. That was a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I see no strategy I, happening right now. I, you see I, no I don't see I don't see Sean Layden leaving as a strategy. Sure. I don't see oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see less and less what the strategy is of not going to E3, not having PSX, not having going on stage and doing this, not showing the console, not having a game announced for the PlayStation 5 yet. Like, okay. It, it just It like what they're doing, which uh, you know to bring up like Blizzard again, but it's just like they've just had the same problem recently of like expectations getting a little too high. It's like it's like yeah, we want expectations just to be absolutely crazy through the roof before anyone even just walks out on stage at the next thing that we do. Maybe they're not doing those at all anymore. I have no idea. It just it does. It's it's so strange. I've never seen. Them in a position, and and it, it only compounds the strangeness by how much they just completely grant to this generation, you know. And so, it's like right. for them to be in that position, and then now to just quiet, quiet,
3: quiet, quiet. Well, that, that is text, I text, think, text, text. I think like, it doesn't matter what you're talking about, this is weird. <laughs> I've been trying to think of like what their strategy, if anything, could be, and I think maybe the only generous thing I could think of is like. They're trying to get back to the Grand Slam press conference they had with the orchestra where it was just game, 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 game. Mm. And I think the strategy here could be, because, yeah, this is so weird, the strategy could be get all the tech stuff out of the way so that everyone who's, like, super interested in that already knows going in so that then when they reveal it, that can just be, a like, a, a picture with, like, the – facts on it and then the rest of it can just be like
4: here are all the crazy games and focus on just that maybe i, I think jones you framing this generation being a grand slam for sony i think that's the only way th- this approach is even like functional sure is is i i think there's some level of okay wh- like when are you going to get to the good stuff but i think that statement comes with we assume that the good stuff is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That 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 the games will be there. That we will that we will want this. That y- because you've done such a good job on so many of these games, that that is happening eventually. Yes, we're frustrated, or confused rather. I mean not frustrated, but confused rather at this approach. But we assume that moment is coming. We're waiting for the moment. Yeah, I think is is kind of how this is all maybe being justified in some way. So the video that explains haptic
0: feedback that's trying to show me the bouncy wooden bridge, I'm dreading that, I don't wanna see that video. And so maybe this conversation is giving me hope that that video won't have to exist because it was in a Wired article.
1: I love those videos. I mean, yeah. That <laughs> I hate those videos when they talk about games, well, when no, we're talking what, what, about a console, you know? I mean, like, what I'm hoping for, it, Kyle. I want to see those factories that are pre- pressing the buttons. Like pressing button, Wait, do button, you want to see button, somebody button. just saying, like, when we thought of the PlayStation
4: 5, our first thought was tactile haptics. Do you
0: want to, like, <laughs> see somebody, like, talk about <laughs> I it? Want,
4: I want those words yes. to appear on a screen behind them. Tactile
1: haptic. Well, more than one reporter saying, feels
4: great. I almost, oh, I almost one the,
1: reporter I, like, do get, I get you there. But all right, I mentioned 3ds. Imagine it's like I checked out the 3ds. It works. You're like, thanks. I just, guess it works.
0: It works, everybody. I, like, I almost prefer that to like Bowser yeah, like. like breathing fire out of a 3ds into Reggie's face. You know what I mean? Like I almost prefer right. the the articles to the the videos at a press conference.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, in the, it's <laughs> just all about context. There's nothing wrong with the articles. It's just like article Sony. And state of play Sony and Sean Layden hates E three Sony are three different Sony's. Like <laughs> that's not a unified commercial message in my mind. That's like, there's there's a something's happening, something happening that is not what they really would probably want to happen in the best of situations right now at Sony, and they're not going to talk about it. <laughs> so that's what's weird.
4: One of the craziest things though is like the oh man Blue Point they're working on a big one. Yeah. In in the context of. Let's talk about all of this other stuff. That's a little frustrating. It's it's like <laughs> that kind of that kind of hint, that wink, mm-hmm. wink. It yeah. it feels a little li- leading on. Like oh boy, it's gonna get it's, real. Juicy. It also feels
0: like Sony hooked up that interview. That like that was their one quote in the entire thing. Is that
1: chunk that yeah, I read out loud on this podcast? It, yeah. it felt like part of the Sony like, is promotion. That Forty second Horizon Two teaser really gonna do it. Is yes. that real? Whoa! You know? Or it's like, going to do it more than the controller, the, the bouncing bridge video. It's just going to feel weird at this point. It just, there's so many, I don't know. There's so much inevitability with this. There's so many things I'm what like, they already kind of, of expecting. Little
3: kids. And like the little kid goes like ah and drops the controller when when they you know, the happy do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, like it. <laughs> oh, <I'm good. laughs> and then everyone's like, Yes yeah, <laughs> it, it <hurts. laughs>
4: <laughs> And then I'm cool with it. Uh,
0: it is time for love and respect.
4: Oh.
0: Love and, Love and respect. Let's do. Oof. Let's do a quick. I mean, let's do a quick one. Here we go. Um, salutations, allies. Kamala Khan was announced to be the main character in Square Enix's Marvel Avengers at the New York Comic Con. This has turned my perspective on the game from toaster strudel to pop tart. Which is huge. That's that's a complete one eighty. Uh, has the recent New York Comic Con info changed any allies' perspective on the game, or am I really that much of a Ms. Marvel stan? Love and respect. Y two Kyle eighty nine. Uh, if you haven't seen a new trailer announced or shown revealed at New York Comic Con, you can watch this trailer. It's pretty cool. So it does have Kamala Khan, uh, who was narrating the old E three trailer, as we as we guessed. Uh, but you see her now, and basically it reveals that the story is about her getting the band back together. It's basically her going around and trying to get all the Avengers who are now have beards and telling them like, "Hey, let's let's actually fight together." There's something going on. Uh, this is it, for me. I like I'm with this person. I'm with Y2 Kyle. Like it changed my perspective on the game a lot.
4: I think it's I think it's a it's a cool premise for the game I think it's a cool approach to take yeah it doesn't immediately solve my perception of I don't know exactly how this game just just like nuts and bolts is going to be structured I don't know how I'm not convinced on how it's going to feel moment to moment sure and so I I think like the E3 super did not give me that impression and I'm kind of waiting to have more clarity I guess on the nuts and bolts aspects of Avengers. And so to to be like completely sold, that's what I would need. And I think that's fair. We have nuts and bolts for The Last of
0: Us now. You know, we have nuts and bolts for Final Fantasy VII. We have nuts and bolts for, uh, would we say we have nuts and bolts for Cyberpunk? I think we we do more than anyway than we do Avengers. Oh man, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we at least we do more of Avengers. So yeah, I think those are all comparable games timeline wise. So I get that, man. I get that argument.
1: It is kind of the anti E3 announcement though, because it is a a major pivot from the Marvel that we know very well. Like that seemed like something a lot of people were stuck on. Is that like I can't come straight from Endgame into this and care? Yeah. You know, and so it's neat to be like, you know, here's a character. uh, I like that she's also in uh, Ultimate Alliance three, but. Yeah, like Squirrel Girl or, you know, Moon Knight, someone, you know, someone that people will be like, "Oh, I don't, you know, I'm hungry for more Marvel characters." Yeah. You know, I had no idea who the Guardians were and I love them. Like I had I didn't know Black Panther's lore and now I'm way into this world, you know, and so like that's I think a, a really fun opportunity for a character and seems to fit this story that they're telling really well. If we still had the desire index Damiani,
0: would this showing bump it up a couple of games?
1: Broadly speaking,
2: Maybe, yeah.
0: Broadly speaking, maybe.
2: Yeah, I can see. I mean, that's it's the best some,
0: you can give me. Is broadly speaking, maybe. I mean,
2: I need I need something, a, a piece of media that's gonna like wow me, like more like gameplay wise. Okay, so uh, story wise, it won't happen. I'm burned out on Marvel right now. Like, sure. I need like that year break and minimum. So this is coming out too soon for me. Like, I'm. This is just gonna be a game that they might show an amazing trailer that pulls me back in. I won't like deny them that, but. This is something that after that E3 showing, I'm just like I, I don't really know. There's just too much other things happening in that time frame for me to really care that much about this game, which is shocking, given how much you know I really like the Marvel Cinematic Universe from the from the movie perspective, but like the game just hasn't really roped me in. Okay. Yeah.
3: Ian, you have a take on this? Oh, um, uh, I mean. The- Why'd you make me say something? This game, <laughs> is, this game just looks bad to me. I don't know. Why'd you make me say something? Okay.
0: Hey, you know what?
3: Fair. Uh, I want to play one more game. This
0: one's super quick. Um, uh, this is from Garrett Quincy. With the PS5 launch time frame being announced, it got me thinking how much I love lackluster launch games. For this game, <laughs> just choose which game in each pair of average or below launch games you would pick to fill out your console lineup. And so... Uh, in, there's no right or wrong answer. No way to lose. Yes, Yay. I really
4: appreciate this perspective because I think, given the benefit of time, I appreciate. Lackluster launch games exactly. kind of fun to look back on in the moment when you get that new console <laughs> and you're like all this shit sucks It's a little frustrating sure. I mean we'll go through some of these I'm like man. I love
0: I had such a good time playing that the other game like, I think there is something special about launch titles even when they're not, it's very not like a special one person yeah.
1: or something like, we're like we got a We're fighting for these or no, anything.
0: but I do need everybody to answer great uh, number one cameo or red steel
1: red steel what was Cameo?
0: Cameo, cameo was Elements Xbox three sixty. Uh it was a third person adventure. You would game.
1: become various monsters oh. and like one was like a big blob and one I
0: think was I'm gonna pick Cameo.
1: One was like a plant.
0: Red like, Steel, I guess. That's okay. the Wii one?
4: Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Damiani, you would have said Cameo too? Yes. Okay. Uh Perfect Dark Zero or Killzone Shadow Fall. Perfect uh. Dark Zero. Sure, perfect Dark Zero. Perfect Dark,
4: yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna say J- Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah, whoa, yeah.
0: Perfect Dark zero defenders. Killzone Shadowfall is probably a better okay.
1: game, but I'd, I'm just a, I'm a fan. Okay. I, there would there'd be a lot of pride and be like, Ooh, oh.
0: I totally forgot I this game. Uh, feel the magic X Y X X. That's whatever, whatever. your second option yeah. is, I'm picking the <laughs> yeah. first one. Yes, this is a DS launch title. Yes, yes. I, I, I have it. Yes. Uh, one two is the other one. No, oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All
3: right. I'm with these two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, knack or Trauma Center? Trauma, oh, trauma center. center. Ian? Knack. knack. Oh, and Joe and the neck too. Okay, we're split on that one. Um, oh, Trauma Center, second opinion, but whatever. Uh, zombie U or Rise, Son of Rome? Oh, zombie U oh is awesome. Gosh. I really
4: like Zombie U a Ooh. lot. Ooh. Zombie U. Okay, oh, oh, zombie you, I like the concept. Right? I just yes. always heard it was so, so rough. Yeah, oh, Zombie U. I had a great time with nice. Zombie U. Nice. All right.
0: Uh Nintendo Land or Nintendo Dogs Plus Cats? Nintendo Dogs Plus
4: Cats. I was going to say Nintendo Land. Yeah, Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land. What? Nintendo Dogs Plus Cats. Okay, this all right. enthusiasm makes me want a Nintendo it, cat. It,
3: it was the plus cats that got me. If it was just Nintendo Dogs, yeah, I would have gone cats.
4: for
0: it. They added the cats. <laughs> Genji Days of the Blade <laughs> or Steel Diver? Genji Days of the Blade. Wow, nice. I remember looking at Steel, Steel Diver, Diver for a while like, though. Uh, in Best Buy. I like, head, yeah, yeah. it was like a mobile app.
2: It's <laughs> like, come on.
0: I can't just... believe they released that game. Yeah. Oh yeah, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like oh. uh Metal Gear Acid or Uncharted Golden Abyss. Metal Gear Acid. Metal Gear Ooh. Acid.
1: <sighs> Metal Gear That's Acid the posters tough. are so good.
3: Great post. Way better. better
2: I'd I think you have to play the, the touch stuff you have to use on Vita with Uncharted. You do. And you don't have to do it with Acid.
3: I remember that game wasn't bad though, Uncharted. No, no it wasn't. Yeah, it was
2: just it was pretty wish cool. you could have played it with completely traditional controls. Yeah, yeah, like
3: Uncharted
0: you can play a like a better version of Uncharted games on a console. Right, right. Acid was kind of just there, you know? They yeah, never really that's Yeah, it's unique. That's uh cool. Excite Truck or Ridge Racer ten. No, sorry, excite truck or Ridge Racer.
2: Wait, OG Ridge Racer? OG OG Ridge Ridge Racer. Ridge
0: Racer. 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 That's an easy one, yeah. Um, Um,
1: Was that on on the DS or the...
0: I've heard
4: a lot of excitement for... Truck was a Wii game. I've heard a lot of excitement
1: for... PS1. 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 Oh, Oh, okay. There was some really silly racing game on the 3DS, I think, when I first looked.
4: it. I think I might pick Excite Truck, just because of the the, the enthusiasm that I've seen for it. Yeah, no hate on Excite Truck. If I were to play a Ridge Racer, it probably wouldn't be Ridge Racer 1. Yeah. I think there was a 3DS
0: launch Ridge Racer game, Jones. Cool. Yeah. So oh, like yeah. Ridge well. Racer 3D. Oh, okay. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Uh, Batman Makes Arkham sense. City Armored Core Edition. <laughs> <laughs> or Dead Rising 3.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, over. Uh, uh, yep. Which one? Batman.
4: Oh, okay. I think I, I think, bat, think Batman is a better game. I actually think Dead Rising 3 is... Slightly better than people give it credit for. Okay. Sure,
1: I love, though, that yeah. it absolutely requires the pad. So regardless of what console... Like, yeah. this is for my my, my console I'm making. Yes. I guess I have to, like, ship the pa- a pad with it that <laughs> works with my console.
0: I know? didn't really think through the scenario <laughs> that much. I thought we are just picking this game or that game, but you're right. Like, that is whoa, funny. this comes with the whole... Whoa, right, Batman. it's a complicated game. <laughs> uh, Damiani did Batman?
3: Yeah. And Ian? Yeah. Uh, I feel like you could have more fr- fun with like a friend over with Dead Rising 3. Okay. That's the mall one, right? I never played. No, no. that's the Christmas one. No, that's yeah. the serious one, one with yes. the cars. Yeah, and it's stuff. the leather yeah. jacket uh, one. Correct. Oh. Eh, Batman. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh time for bets. Next week's bet, Little Town Hero will be released on October 16th. What will the download size be, Brandon Jones? 800 megabytes. That's a small game. Okay. Going low. All right. Ben Moore. Four gigabytes. Michael Damiani. 4.3 gigabytes. I have 3.7 gigabytes.
4: Hmm. Ian Hink. (laughs) That's a tough one.
3: I did 1.8 Googie Fruits, Kyle. Nice.
0: Let me lock that in.
3: It's going to be 800. Jones has something.
0: (laughs) When was the last time you downloaded a game that was less than a gig?
1: On the Switch? Yeah. Oh, Dragon Quest 1 and 2. Every day. Oh, okay. Boink, boink, Fair yeah. point. Touche. Had an answer. Yep. Uh,
0: last week's bet, Indivisible launched Tuesday, October 8th. I went to the top 10 most recent reviews on OpenCritic and counted the number of times I saw the word characters. Mm. Uh, Joan said that would happen 19 times. Brad, 15. Blood, 13. I said 18. Ian said 112. <laughs> to you at home, just make a guess. That's a good guess right now. 10 reviews. How many times do you see the word characters?
4: Uh, playing that game right now, I would imagine a lot. Your characters are a big part of it. The answer is 57. Yeah. Which does mean that Jones
0: wins. Damn it. Uh, I know. I I know it would be a lot. I was (laughs) so sure you were winning this bet, but somehow Jones still won because he's still closer to 57.
2: God. Uh, I went too far. Jones' defeat there.
1: Take I it. couldn't believe it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. We're uh, so uh, close. Uh, uh, yeah, we're close. These teams. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Scrappy little pigs, twenty-two. Oh, Gorgeous gorillas, twenty. <gasps> so yeah, just that two-point spread there. Yeah, it's <sighs> little nuts. Weeks left. Weeks. Champion Jones. Weeks left. What are we? What are we still? There's so much this year left.
3: It's like three months left. Weeks.
0: Yeah. Weeks. I feel. I like guess all Every day gets faster. So weeks into left. Weeks. That
2: is ten weeks left. Sorry.
0: Before we close this podcast, I want to tell everyone at home, or hey, you might be in your car. I imagine a lot of people in their car, because that's when I listen to podcasts, uh, about patreon.com slash Allies, That would be the website you would go to <laughs> if you're curious about the kinds of things that we do and how you can support us. For instance, people who give us $5 or more a month get this podcast two days early. Uh, they get it on Fridays as opposed to Sundays, uh, which is... Pretty neat.
4: Uh, (laughs) Sunday is
0: when this podcast goes public. Uh, Fridays is when $5 patrons receive it. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Brandon Jones, you won the bet. You get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you would like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Okay. Uh, hey, is your trademark sign-off in Indivisible? Did it get in there?
1: Uh, uh, it'd be a little less recognizable, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd I guess be, so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Who would have known they would have picked the most absurd of all of us <laughs> to be put in there, <laughs> thus making it more recognizable? Blood Moon Rising, I think, would have fit more, but sure. yeah, yours it, actually yeah. does fit. Yeah. It does. Okay. She had to change it, though. She had to remove the absurdity from <laughs> it, <laughs> they it, did have in it in order it to make around. it coherent. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, that's a heck of a hang of a shout out thanks for cutting in on my uh, on my, my ending here Kai. on your twitter it. handle at my apologies jones.
0: <laughs> no do the whole thing start give, make sure everybody who knows it's jones talking when you give your twitter
1: handle you can follow me at trailer jones you should check out opinion yell uh ian mentioned it but uh it's it's fantastic um, we, we we don't do those that often. I don't want people to miss out on Opinion Yells when they happen. Is that a show that we do? That is a show that we do. Uh, best not to describe it in any okay. way. I think you can jump in without any context.
4: Jones, I am so sorry. I know this is your ending time, but something that I think is so remarkable about Opinion Yell that like almost doesn't get to happen with anything else is the way Opinion Yell gets made is we just stand like right over there and it's like, <laughs> what do you want to do? And then somebody just comes up with an idea, we shoot it, and then... The process continues until the video's done. It's really amazing. It's so just, like, impulsive and free. It's really cool. Well, we can't do it every
1: week, you know? Right. You, oh, you no, need no. to have just the right amount of time. And then when somebody... Oh, opinion. Yeah, uh, time.
0: I do want to make it clear. It's fine to interrupt anyone up until they do their final word. I'm sorry. So when he's oh, making cool. a recommendation, interrupt, please.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. Final word. Oh. Where do you want to look... Free Hong Kong. Cheers. What I'm not a humongous fan of is Final Fantasy VII. What I am a huge fan of is marketing campaigns.
2: Sexy. (laughs)